Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Greetings comrades and welcome to the Eastern Border. We uh, haven't been that active this month because I was in a conference, media conference, in Lithuania after I recorded the last episode. And the newest episode is coming in. I was supposed to record it tonight. However, I got a story for you, which is something that you will not be able to hear anywhere else, which I thought is worthy enough for me to record, even though today we spent some time with Christian, the guy who made our theme song, which is on the big edited episodes and some American guests, and then some other friends. And it turns out that one of my people that I know has a cool story for you, which is relevant to this war. Because, um, for obvious reasons, we're protecting their personality. I'll just be calling them by their, um, their, their military nickname, so to speak. It's not exactly a nickname, it's a call sign. But uh, you know what I mean. Uh, it's going to be called Bones. However, if you remember, I think about year ago, like half a year ago, maybe, I think it was a while ago, basically, some people here in Latvia were arrested as they were, they were accused of um, basically gathering people around for the Wagner group to, you know, to serve in the Wagner group. And um, yeah, I have the story of a person who, well, despite them working in the military, it sometimes doesn't work out. And, you know, they, they do extra other jobs and and uh, things happen, but well, we have the study of someone who has been actively searched out by the Wagner Group, and I'm sure Wagner Group's now now gone. However, we have Redut and other private military companies and Kadyrovs and everyone else, and they do seek out contacts outside of um, outside of Russia because of the lack of skilled personnel and and certain certain positions on the battlefield. Which play a, play a significant role and give give tactical advantage to the side that has more of them, so to speak. And I'm not very competent to talk about this in in depth, but uh, I'm sure my friend here will will let you know. Okay, Bones, what exactly is your skill set and what do you do for our army? Just just in short, as much as you can tell us. Um, well, first of all, greetings everybody. Uh, in short, my skill set requires me to walk within the heavy artillery kind of stuff, meaning I need to have full control over not only skill set that requires me to be within the 
usual light infantry stuff but as well walking within high caliber stuff including like mortars and you probably get it all kind of that stuff i suppose 155 caliber and everything okay and stop worrying we're fine here <laughs> i know you're a bit nervous it's cool uh so so what happened uh, when we were on the way this is recorded in my home by the way just so you know uh when we were on the way you you told me that you were working in a, in a pub as your as your part-time job and then there was this client so what happened like whom did you meet and how did the conversation start and and what happened basically give give us the intro the juicy bits Alrighty, so uh, summer 2021, a little bit before summer solstice, I think, June. 21 or 22? 21, I think 21, right? Uh, A little bit before the solstice, uh, I was working sort of a side job because at that time I decided to take a more of a, you know, a little bit more distant role within the military stuff as I wanted to kind of indulge a little bit in the civilian life and uh, bartending has been quite a bit of my thing for quite a bit of time and we had this one uh, sort of a frequent customer to say so Uh, the guy appeared uh, around the same time actually as I started walking old guy a little bit of a beard some you know the usual balding stuff going on there. He's uh, He was known for the fact that he was always just kind of sitting there, talking with people nobody has seen around much, really. And uh, this guy, he wasn't a bother at all, right? But this one night, uh, as I was, uh, I was put on table clearing duty, so I had to pick up all of the terrace stuff. And... Wasn't paying no mind to him at all, but however, he did start to make like you know some moves like getting contact with me, like uh, making an order, even though we didn't offer at that time any table side orders. This guy made a clear effort to go exactly to me, although there were like two more bartenders that were help- helping me. He made an effort to come to me to ask for another refill on his shots. And he really did try to make the initiation of this small talk there. So we started talking because, you know, I'm a junior bartender. I don't want to turn clients away. And who knows? I really need this experience, right? So we start to get to talking, right? I'm still trying to keep to my task of very diligently trying to clear the tables, the chairs, everything else. And uh, we start to get to know each other. A bit, a bit more than usual. I mean, a bit more than, than what you would do with, with normal customers, I presume. Uh, yeah, usually I don't really try to make the small talk. I'm walking behind the bar. It's uh, pretty much the same whole, a pint, a pint. Good, there's your pint, right? Maybe some small talk if the client is uh, like, you know, a local, really. You know them, right? But this guy, uh, he certainly wasn't the type that saw bar really catered to as well. Because usually we get these, like, you know, young hipster type kind of people there. And this guy, well, very clearly, he was in his 50s to 60s. 
he certainly shouldn't have been there on his own choice by what I'm guessing. So that was the first red flag to me. I'm just like, already, what is this guy doing here? Ordering straight vodka shots at a bar that specializes in, well, beer, especially craft beer, right? So we talk, we go through the same old, you know, customaries, uh, like, hey, what's your name? What are you doing here? Why are you here? And he doesn't really want to reveal much about himself. All that he uh, represented him himself as was uh, the nickname uh, Volodya. Volodya is, is, is uh, short for Vladimir, just so you know. It's Vovachka, also known as. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we keep on talking. I'm trying to clear these tables. My manager is already getting quite a bit fed up with me because I'm taking a long time. And he suddenly mentions that, hey, well, you don't look like you really belong here. This isn't the place you usually walk at, right? Well, it's, what, like 1am at that point in summer's night, so I'm like, well, yeah, this isn't, like, the place I'm used to, really. I walk in a completely different sphere. I'm just trying new things out, right? And my man, my guy, Volodya... Really, he had a quite a bit of uh, talking spiritually, which is, I think, what landed him that position. He starts asking me, like, really diligently. He's really trying to dig in there. Like, what are you doing? You look like, uh, you know, you look like a nifty little person. You're small by frame, but you do have quite a bit of a fighting spirit there. And, uh, you know, when somebody tells somebody that looks like me that, oh, you have quite a bit of a fighting spirit there, right? Yeah, that's not gonna lead to anything good. You know, something's behind the skin. And uh, we keep on talking. And he's like, well, uh, I used to serve in the military. I'm still kind of walking with my own stuff right now. And I'm immediately, the word military, my interest goes through the roof. I'm like, oh, military, yeah, right, so so what did you do? I'm pulling my best, like, this typical white girl who's into military guys impression. And as it turns out, he did used to serve in the Soviet army, and... That that by itself would be, like, nothing unusual for people his age, just so you know. Just because if you're, like, 55 or 60, you're probably, like, my parents' age, and, and you have served there, so that alone... Would not be suspicious, I, I think. But uh, just have to mention this, that the fact that he mentions Soviet military specifically, yeah, that draws attention instantly, because everyone has done so since uh, I was born in 1989. I'm 34 now, and people who are older than me definitely saw the end of the Afghanistan war and, and all that good stuff that came with it. So to specifically mention the Soviet stuff, that... Um, that Gives you some hints, if in which you can understand quite easily if you know how to read them, so to speak. Because otherwise, if he had just said, "I've served," then you probably instantly know already where he has served. So that's a little tiny nifty detail that I have to add here. But please, so carry on. Yeah, to further add to Kristaps' point, uh, even so, my own father, who is born within the fifties, also had served. I've heard quite a lot of stories from him. But to see that kind of, like, that age of a guy with his complexion and his dressing style and the demeanor in general that he had, 
that was uh, really an immediate red flag that I kept questioning, but trying to keep my cool because my... Well, thank God for NATO training, really. But I kept uh, in my own head questioning, like, oh, this is this is really sketchy, right? So we keep on the talk. If somebody hears the noise, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. We we've had worse. And uh, slowly but surely, this uh, guy keeps on staring the direction in the direction of the conversation within the military type of stuff and uh, I'm listening to him he was actually quite a bit of rambly type which was I don't know both surprising and not really that surprising for me personally because he did he did make a point of uh, flexing so to say all of his achievements and medals at this point which I cannot remember anymore because really at this point, what do they give out in medals? Not much, really. And uh, we keep on this conversation for the fifth time I'm saying this. Uh, suddenly, he brings up the fact that uh, he thinks that I might be the kind of person to deal with heavy stuff. As to say, he did say it in Russian, which I want to bring a direct translation to. But he said specifically heavy artillery or munition stuff. Uh, you clearly cannot see me currently, but I am quite a bit of a skinny type of a person. I'm really dainty in general. Uh, and uh, most of the times when people do see me, the assumption is completely opposite. So clearly, that is another alarm bell in my hand. Yeah, I'll, let me let me just explain this to you because you, you, you can't see bones here. Um, they're, they're not the type that you would associate with military work at all, instantly. Uh, they're, they're very competent, I'm sure of that. However, um, I've seen documents that really prove to me that they are a part of our military. For example, uh, I, I, we were just sitting in the pub and complaining about our uh, kind of inventory notices, right? But on any, on any day notice, if they're working at a bar, and and like I, I probably just woke up, this is not the stereotypical person that we're talking about. This is not someone who's just there and, you know, doing his hoorah and all this stuff and just flagging and like flashing around their military experience. No, no, no. We're talking about a person that doesn't look like your stereotypical military person. And you would have to dig through quite a lot of history to actually even figure this one out. However, at this point in, in history, Wagner Group is working in, in Mali. Wagner Group is working in Central African Republic. And also the war in Ukraine is being prepared. Now that we know that, previously we really didn't, but... Wagner Group at this point had acquired artillery and they had acquired uh, airplanes. And they are, well, as much as they can recruit prisoners for infantry line work on the front lines, it's really hard for them to get a hold of good specialists. And as they know that uh, over here in Latvia, we have a lot of people who speak both Russian and who are competent. And of our work ethic, they, were, they, they really showed interest here. Like I said, a bunch of them were arrested, people who did this work. 
in uh, I think late 2022. But yeah, I just wanted to emphasize the fact that this person who's talking, they do not look like your average stereotypical military military guy who's just you know bragging around they definitely don't go waving around the card and yelling at people that they were in the military and that they are actively involved in this and they have like dealings with our ministry of defense no no no. to find this one out you have to know you really have to know just 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 so you would understand what, what we're dealing with here but so please continue so he mentioned specifically that you are like he, he name drops artillery he name drops heavy stuff and and then what happens? Like, what, what does the conversation go to? Obviously, you can't tell everything because of because of various non disclosure agreements. However, he tried to I don't know work for him or something. Or or how did this how did this whole thing thing happen? Where did when was the point where you understood that he wants to recruit recruit you for something? Yeah, so this is indeed where the interesting stuff comes in, in my humble opinion. Uh, because as soon as he name drops, uh, basically the entire thing that I'm working with, I know that he knows. Thank God, once again, thank you NATO for our really colossal training that we're receiving in the armed forces. But uh, as soon as this guy mentions that, uh, I'm trying to play it cool. In my mind, I'm already like, screaming pretty much because I'm quite young at this point uh, I've served what one and a half two years approximately in my service right I'm already I've already acquired uh, the necessary training to be quite considerable in our armed forces which I've been already warned against about the at that point but I'm trying to play it cool I'm going like oh really why so uh, he lays down look you know, I just look like that, right? So we continue the conversation and he's like, well, you just admitted, like, that you have walked within the military sphere, right? Uh, why are you walking in a bar? And I'm pretty much covering up the fact that I just want actually a rest from the military atmosphere. That I just want to, like, you know, at that point, I'm really young. I still want to experience civilian life. And uh, I tell him like that, oh, well, it's, you know, it's tough times, right? Let him underestimate us. That's the best case scenario at that point. And he's like, well, yeah, just full on starts trash talking, really, or military. And uh, all that I can do at that point is, well, smile and nod, really, as ridiculous as it sounds. I can only smile and nod, otherwise cover is blown and he will be suspicious thankfully this man is quite a few shots in and uh, as we continue the conversation he's starting to mention that well you don't need to work for that military right we have better options out there right russian military is great right right and it's really getting to the point where it's like, you know, uh, I think a lot of young people are going to relate to this ridiculous thing, but uh, it's kind of like in dating side to encounter a sugar daddy. And they are going to try to convince you until the end of the times that they are better and their things are better. And you, you very well know that that isn't the case, right? Well, um... As we keep on talking, uh, he casually mentions that, you know, 
uh, actually, if you're really into this stuff, since you seem so, like, dead onto it, because I, as much as I was trying to keep my front on, unfortunately, my emotional side is not that much of a letting on type, where, so I was sort of, like, staying on my little front line of, well, yeah, it might be a little bit shabby, but, well, this is my country, I love what I do right now. I don't see no issue with it. And he suddenly mentions that, well, you could walk for my force right now as well, if, you, if you're really interested. I'm not forcing you into it, right? But uh, I have an opportunity that you might be interested in, right? And my interest peaks up, but if it was at like a good 100 times peak of interest, now it is a thousand times more peak interest. So... I'm trying to drag this, like, table closing down and collecting on as much as I can. And I'm listening to this guy and I keep on, like, asking cautiously, like, Oh, really? Uh, well, what do you do, really? Like, what do you classify as? Because as far as he knows, I am I am a fresh recruit. I do have some knowledge, but, uh, you know... I'm fresh. I can I can be molded into whatever you want me to be molded into. And suddenly he drops that uh well currently we have well we have some spaces in Central Africa. Uh it's not clean work really. It is not clean work uh, but it pays a lot. You don't get paid in between what's happening but Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You get paid by the head to say so. And as much as that disgusted me, I'm still trying to keep the straight face. And I'm uh, continuing to press on like, oh, really? Uh well, what's the pay then like? you? Well, I mean, you caught on, right? I need that money, right? And, uh, well, folks, you are here to hear it first. They offer 10,000 euros per head in Central Africa. Well, that, that sort of makes sense because, once again, in Central African Republic, our good old friend Brigozhin, uh, he's been hiring for a while. At that point, and also he has the control of the gold mines and the diamond mines, and oh boy, a bunch of other profitable businesses. And again, this is summer 2021, the war's coming, things are getting a bit interesting. So, this Central African uh, stuff, how did exactly you went out of the situation, I suppose? Because as far as I know, you, you're not interested in working for, uh, well, Russians. <laughs> especially since the war was very much upcoming. And unlike you guys in the West, oh yeah, we hear, at least as far as I've been told by my other military friends, everyone here knew that something was coming. 
quite frankly, to say so myself, I've never really had the quite good, even in diplomatic terms, I've never had a good relationship with the Russian army type of things going on. The only exit to this uh, situation was to keep the situation going until you can get to an exit. It's like having a crash course on a, quite frankly, an autobahn, right? You you know, you're going to a crash course. You need to get to the wing of <laughs> this road to get to some sort of a stop. So I kept on, uh, frankly, leading on this guy, trying to get more and more information out of them. Um, what I did find out at this point, this is unclassified information that is available on the internet. So if anybody comes for me, thank you and sorry at that point. No, no, look, look, if, if they're going to come for, for anything here, it's probably going to be me at this point because it is what it is. We're, we're pretty much, uh, Langley, Langley, take notes, uh, email me if you want contact, but, but it's, it's fine. Yeah, but uh, what he presented me was a 24-month deal with the option to prolong it, where I would get deployed to the Central Africa, and in which I would not get paid for food. Well, I would get, like, provided food. I would not get paid for food. I would not get paid for travel. However, I would get paid for the amount of people that, uh, well, the heads that I would bring, which is, for most part, as I've learned, is uh, politicians, influential figures, anybody that's standing in the way of uh, the group and uh, whoever they've been contracted for. And at that point, uh, this guy is still not mentioning who are they who are the people that like either are contracting them or who even are they as themselves so uh, this is the most interesting part and what has stayed in my memory the most clearly it's like burned in i turn to him as i'm clearing off the last tables and ask him like well this see this all seems interesting i am considering however you know, like, you know, military stuff, you know, I need to know who am I going to be walking for at that point. And uh, he drinks his tiny little drop of vodka that has been left in his shot, which has been not really relevant information, but he took vodka with uh, black pepper, a very Russian thing to do, really. Uh, and he looks at me and goes, uh, well... Um, you seem like you like music, right? And I kind of nod along like, well, yeah, I play piano myself, actually. He's like, well, that's excellent. Um, do you know classic musicians? Of course I do. Yeah, who wouldn't know classic musicians? Uh, do you know one of our, like, uh, best uh, companies, really? Um, what You know what I'm talking about, right? And I kind of stop in this point, I'm halfway picking up a pint glass, and I sort of side-eye him, and he is looking at me, and he knows that I know, and I know that he knows that I know, and he's like, have you ever learned anything by um, Wagner, really? And I have this uh, brief moment of silence, where I understand, like, 
well, crap. <laughs> crap. So this is where I've been led to sort of a... In my tiny little corner of a brain, I've kind of believed, like, you know, maybe this is one of those old, like, post-Soviet burp men that's really just want to buff up their ego, they want to get that little attention that they're craving, right? But at that point, I realized, yeah, he's from there. There's no way. Yeah, that's the that's thing I, I'd like to say. That First of all, uh, sadly, I know what you're talking about because I've met those kind of people. Um, spoken to them, not pleasant at all. Secondly, um, orchestra is a special case. I hate them with terrible passion because of how they ruined a lot of my celebrations. You know, guys, if you listened to this show previously, if not, please check out my um, Midsummer Fest episode. Secondly, um, secondly, like I said, I want to I want to focus on the fact here that if you would just walk into a bar, these kind of offers would not be the ones that you would make to them to bones so this is suspicious as all hell and finally this is exactly why these people got arrested before they scout out this stuff this is exactly by the kgb handbook and and i'm, I'm not showing to bones i have the the victor Savorov book about the basis of espionage here and this is this this fits right in and you know, also uh Another thing that I have, which is the KGB documents and how they vetted people in the late 80s. Let me just find it here. Well, it's there. I'll, I'll show it after you. But basically, basically what's happening here is that they're working softly. And they're not pushing anything onto you to have plausible deniability. And, and the things that this, this fits everything. And Wagner Group used to do that a lot, and this happens in Latvia. And this is a NATO country. And these guys got arrested, and, you know, you only hear in the news about State Security Service and other responsible people when something happens, when something like this happens. When someone gets caught for vetting people and everything. But, um, but for one, I know for sure that something makes the news about, you know, if, if Internal Security Service makes the news and they have arrested someone or thrown someone out, that was only because they couldn't force-feed him false information at first. Because no one, you know, it's it's not like the state security service goes to the media right after uh, they have found out that someone's a spy. They do it after they found out someone's a spy, they have been feeding them for false information, they have actually caught them in the act, and once they're not no longer useful, then they'll go to the media. But the times also fit, because those news ca- came to us in... Like already after the war had after well, the war after the war had started, and um, like I said, we're talking about artillery here. They lack those sort of specialists. Even at this point on the front lines, you lack artillerymen because due to well, Russian non-commissioned officers not being very qualified because they lost all of them at the, at the, at the early war. And also, let me remind you of the fact that Russia used their non-commissioned officers who were supposed to be their training guys. Yeah, they decided that the war is going to go over so quickly that they actually, you know, uh, made units from them and sent them to the front lines in so-called meat assaults to die. Which is not the sort of thing that you need to pull through these this chain of command. So, we're talking about an attempt here to, to ensure that they have more people that can, with a specialized skill set, which is important here, that can work there. Because they can get everyone they want that can handle a rifle from prisons anyways. And and this is scary because we're talk- it's Eastern Europe we're talking about here. 
it's our country, it's not Russia, but they just used to walk out in the open. I wouldn't be surprised if, if someone like if something similar would happen, say, in Romania or Estonia or Lithuania. It's just that if you haven't heard about these guys being discovered in the news, then you should be sort of worried because they definitely exist, and maybe not now, but some of them definitely have switched over because we have a group called Redut who are now hiring Wagner Group soldiers in mass, and they are funded by no less than Gazprom, Gazprom itself. So that's that's weird. But about this guy, what did you tell him? Did you just tell him to like that you'll think a bit that that you're gonna ponder over this, or how did you get out of the conversation? Because at this point, it's pretty scary for you. And 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 like, does he want an answer right now? Did you give you did he give you a number or, or where to call or something? Yeah. So that is matter of fact. What really well led to his arrest, to frankly say so, because uh, while I was trying to keep preserved. I did say the wonderful phase of, uh, well, I'm really interested. I'd like to think it over, really, right? And, uh, well, this old man, God bless his heart, may he rot in jail, all due respect. He was like, well, you seem like a wise person. You really do seem so... um, while you think maybe you'd like to, you know, come by, meet us a little bit more, train with us, really. We have really cool training and hand-to-hand combat. And once again, bless his heart at this point, I am one of the best trained hand-to-hand combat soldiers we have on the unit. Uh, But once again, I don't look the part, so I go like, yeah, actually, I've been, you know, you know, I joined the military just to, like, no self-defense, more or less for free, and all of that. I'm keeping on the spiel of this innocent little teen person going on. So, he's like, well, yeah, you can join us. Uh, I'm going to give you my number, and uh, my name is The Monk. The Monk, what an epic nickname, really. I know my nickname at this point and my call sign as well is, well, quite a bit of a cringe fest and an epic fest as well. But to be called The Monk, that's a whole another level. Uh, but either ways, he gives me his number. I say my farewells to him. And at that point, my bar manager, frankly, is really like, she's like real pissed at that point. He's calling me inside, I continue my walk, and uh, for the last half an hour that I was finishing walk, he was still sitting outside. And I'm processing all of this stuff that he said to me, and I realized uh, that, well, he this wasn't just him being a customer. He knew me. He knew me way more than anybody should know. He knew me on a level that only my mates would know within my service members. And uh, frankly, that left the question, who gave him this information? As you may be familiar, maybe, I am quite frankly from the same country as Christops is. And uh, as per our service rules, our max age limit does not extend much before, uh, after, excuse me, uh, after 40 years old. This man was already, uh, well, after his 50s, 60s rather even. 
And uh, this conversation altogether left me really shook about how did he get this information? How did he even, like, get his really knowingness of everything that's going on here how did he get to know where i'm walking as even my colleagues from military did not know where i'm walking at that point and um, all that it really gave to me was the knowledge that the, the less you think you know the smarter you are and uh, all that it led to in the final result was he left I did text him a couple of times to like do a little mock of uh, like, oh, can I go to your dojo and your gym to, you know, you promised me I could learn something, you know, I want to learn something. Uh, what resulted is, uh, matter of fact, again, this is, this has been the classified information. Uh, the information that I had given of this interaction and of the materials and personal information had resulted in the arrest of 37, well, personnel and people of the Wagner Group being arrested in our country. I unfortunately cannot mention the certain amount of people that were unfortunately also arrested within, uh, well... Other types of uh, their knowledge and the people who are technically counting as my colleagues. However, the results at that point when I got the information back after making this initial report, I'd say were, they were quite grim. And they did do quite a bit of an eye-opener to me as well, as much as I am a qualified personnel of my own armed forces. Uh, it opened a wall, another realm of possibilities that could happen, and that is happening in the world, including in Ukraine, at which point I... <laughs> obviously, at that point already, uh, I thought I knew a lot, uh, however... That really, that really made me think about what's going on in the country. And upon uh, further inspection and further interviews, I had un unfortunately found out that uh, Wagner is quite active within all of the bon uh, Baltic countries, including and as well including Poland, which is... I don't know, it's just saddening to me because they still think that uh, they are going to be able to grab some power in here. Uh, thankfully, it's not working, really. Well, I won't, I won't poke you about this much more because this is a lot to process already, but uh, wow, thank you. And this is something that, that's a bit unique because you don't hear this from normal perspectives because I'm pretty sure that... Um, you know, other other folks who go and talk about this stuff, they go to their officers and everything. And uh, I know, I know you military types. You do, you do not like to go to my kind of people in the media and talk about this stuff. So thank you for this. And uh, to all you listening out here, uh, yeah, I have all the contacts. This source is verifiable. But uh, to protect their to protect their identity, I will not be posting any private data. However, if you are from a verified 
verified media company or from a verified military intelligence company, because I know you guys listen to me, I can give you contacts, but you will be vetted. That's a very important part here, just so you know. Because I I normally, you know, refer to my sources and everything. And this is one of the cases where one of them actually decided to speak here and, and in person. Which means that I must do my best to protect them. And if someone else, you know, says that I'm lying here or that this was not true, well, I can give you the sources. But again, only if you're vetted and if you can ensure security. Just saying. But uh, But yeah. Thank you for, for being here. This is really interesting and just shows that you always have to be vigilant and careful about whom you speak to because, oh, they know. They know more than, than you think they know. And that's about it for the show today. Have a great evening. До свидания, товарищи. And please consider supporting this show on Patreon, patreon.com slash the eastern border, or just click the donate button on the eastern And... Uh, Soon, we're going to be hitting you up with more news about the Gorgirkin and everything else. But for now, always remember, happiness is mandatory. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.